It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and therapeutic nutrition counseling. I'd like to share a few comments from people who took the Nutrition for Weight Loss program last fall. This is what Linda said. My blood pressure went from 154 over 92 down to 130 over 81. Wow. Amazing. And here's what Sandy said. I lost 37 pounds and feel so good. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, too. And Diane said, the Nutrition for Weight Loss series gives you the information, the tips, and recipes week by week to help you start making healthier choices that not only help you lose weight, but also heals your body from the inside out. Now, this is, I I didn't write this. This is what she wrote. (laughs) And this is what we tell people, too. It's it's, you know, sure, it's about the weight loss, but it's also about healing your body mm-hmm. and getting healthy. Better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, she also said this affects your whole body and makes changes for the better that you never thought were connected to what you were putting mm-hmm. in your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, I highly re- recommend any of the Nutrition for Weight Loss classes or any of the classes that Nutritional Weight and Wellness teaches. It is really life changing. Yes. So I've had really nice comments is, from people. Great. Yeah, and we're, you know, I'm I'm in the uh, middle of teaching, I think, three of them right now of the Nutrition for Weight Loss classes. And we're just, each each class, there's such good rapport, and we're all having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And people will come in and, you know, oh, I tried this recipe, and um, I tried this recipe, and I'm, I've am i lost this much weight, or, you know, my aches are going away. So it's, it feels like they have more support. Too. Yeah, exactly, with amongst the class. It's just, it's we always have so much fun. Exactly. So yeah. that's, that's one of the good parts of it. So I have a question for our listeners today. I bet this has happened to you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever put off setting up your annual physical because you knew you would have to step on the scale, and, you know, you just mm-hmm. can't face those numbers? Yes. You don't understand why you have gained weight? You know, it must be your metabolism, and it's really making you sad, frustrated, and even worried. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if I keep gaining? Yeah, what you, I hear all the time. Just this, just this last week, I was having that same conversation with a client. She's like, I, I was supposed to go in for my physical, but I just, I didn't want to get on the scale. I just didn't want to see that number. So, and she, she's taking nutrition for weight loss. So, yeah. So today, uh, we want to give you some clues to solving your. Metabolism mystery. Metabolism mystery. That's the name of the show today. <laughs> so joining me, you've heard her voice. It's Katie Vigasa, mm-hmm. and she's a registered and licensed dietitian. And I think you've heard Jamie's voice yep. already. This is Jamie Carlson, who is also a registered and licensed dietitian. And both have had personal experiences with a disrupted mm-hmm. metabolism. Yep. That's kind of interesting because mm-hmm. you all ladies are young ladies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they really have a lot to add to this metabolism mystery. Yeah. Well, I think we both grew up in kind of the 
call it like the microwave generation, yeah. you know, where we were eating a lot of processed foods growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't grow up on a farm. I didn't grow up on a farm eating fresh, real food. Yeah. I started my life off with a lot of the processed foods that we kind of talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you we know, watched people do a lot of random dieting. Too. Yeah, we, ne- oh, we didn't yes. always have great examples. Absolutely, showing us how to eat well to mm-hmm. lose weight. Yeah, I found that I've kind of made peace with my metabolism. No longer do I view food as the enemy. Um, and really gone are the days when I was constantly thinking about food and thinking about calories and thinking about weight loss and how hungry I was on my diet. I mean, those, <laughs> those. I mean, a lot of people can relate sure. to that. Yeah. But it's it's so nice to just eat real food and not even not even worry about it, not even yeah. be thinking about it. Yeah. So that's that is the good the good piece of the eating the real food piece. So Jamie, has did you have a little metabolism mystery? <laughs> I did. Too? My metabolism problem was really a mystery for several years in college um, until I found out that I have a thyroid problem. So many people I see today have frustrating thyroid problems, Mm -hmm. and I want to help people make this connection between nutrition and their thyroid problems and how it's causing their slow metabolism. Mm -hmm. And and that's, I think, a lot of people are going to want to listen. Yeah. Because whenever you say thyroid... All women want to know if theirs is working or not. Yes, absolutely. So, Katie, before we get started on our topic... Give me, give people an idea. What is a typical week for you as a dietitian? Well, it is. It's pretty incredible. It's actually really very fulfilling. We have, we really have a great yeah, job. Do. You know, I don't work in, you know, a hospital, and I don't work in a nursing home. That was a past experience, but today my work life is just. It's fun and it's so, so very uh, rewarding. The work weeks include a lot of different activities. Um, you know, one of the things that we do in the office is we get to sit down with people for consultations, and that makes up a lot of what we do. Yeah. But we sit down for two hours. Two hours. Two hours. You really because, get to know someone yeah, in two hours. We don't want to have them come in for 15 minutes and, you know, have us try and, you know, say, and oh, hand, this, hand them a piece of paper. Ha- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we sit down for two hours, enough time to really get to know the clients so we can create kind of that personalized plan. Um, and that we love doing that, but when we're not doing that, I, you know, I'm not seeing clients have had the pleasure, um, of being on care 11 news a couple times. And you did a great job. Thank you. That is, that is fun. <laughs> that <laughs> might be fun for you. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, got to be on WCCO news. And that was, you did a great job. Thank too. you. Yes. Um, and teaching nutrition topics at really a variety of businesses. So, you know, in fact, I just got back from teaching three different classes to a group in New Orleans, um, and we love to travel. So definitely <laughs> just a few weeks ago, I got to travel do- down to New Orleans, and it was it was fun. You know, and I also kind of, as I was mentioning earlier, I love teaching our Nutrition for Weight Loss series. So we are we're busy, but we love what we do. So we do. Oh, and of course, we, you know, we do some writing of the articles, yes. and we research, and um, of course, we listen to up-to-date nutrition seminars, so we bring people the best information and then I'm also starting to cook meals, lots more meals for my brand new husband. I think he, he thinks it's kind of, I think he likes having a wife. He thinks it's kind of magical how his lunchbox just appears. You <laughs> fill up with all this real food. He's like, wow, where did all this chili or chicken or where did that come from? So it's all about nutrition, lucky isn't man. it? Yeah. So Katie, it's really amazing. And I think this is true. You're really an expert in all these different areas. As all of our nutritionist mm-hmm. dietitians on staff are really experts in so many different yes. areas. But, you know, at one time you really struggled with some acne and oh, yeah. you also had a slow metabolism, yes, didn't you? Absolutely. Um, 
And looking back, I almost think some of that was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because then I think it helps us relate to the client's yeah. frustration and the struggles because mm-hmm. we've been there. Mm-hmm. And so when they're talking about how they're frustrated and mm-hmm. this is, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on, mm-hmm. we can we can definitely relate. You know, as a dietetic student, I decided I should become a vegetarian thinking this would be the most optimal way to eat. Um, <laughs> now looking and back. Was, and, you know, that happens to a lot of Yes, it. yes. Yes. You know, that backfired. Uh, I gained, I gained about 20 some pounds, 20 wow. to 25 some pounds. Um, and I had a lot of cravings and to top it off, my face broke out in acne. <laughs> so that, yeah, that didn't work out for me so well. Well, and I think Kitty, you know, a lot of people do decide to do the vegetarian route mm-hmm. because they think it's magic yeah. formula yeah. for weight loss. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it doesn't work, does it, Jamie? It doesn't work. No, because that lack of protein is what was slowing your metabolism down. Exactly. Many of my clients that come in for initial appointments are not eating enough protein to support their metabolism, their bones, their energy, or their moods. Oh, I agree. That yeah. that seems so common mm-hmm. for women these days. And they days. feel more hungry throughout the day, I think, too. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely was craving some cereal yeah. and granola bars. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jamie, you really see clients in our St. Paul office. Yep. And you also have many phone call appointments, Skype appointments. So, tell us. What initially, when you really started to think about a career, yeah. what brought you to nutrition? We, you know, we all have our personal stories. Yeah, and, and I've, I've got my own too. All right. But well, I think that that like will be a fantastic thing to segue into when we come back from a break. Oh. So everyone stay tuned because okay. when, when we come back, Jamie is going to share her personal story, um, you know, kind of talking about the thyroid you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition and, you know, just kind of some fun facts. Maybe not not so fun facts. Did that, you that's re- true. Just <laughs> facts. Just how about that? So did you realize um, 46 people every day uh, die from an overdose of prescription pain medication? That is 17,000 people uh, per year. That is up 400,000 percent since 1999. Um, so if you are in pain... How many of you have actually considered nutrition to control your pain? And I think that's just a that's a startling mm-hmm. statement, actually. Yeah. Yes, it is. Because I mean, I mean, we know a lot of our clients. Many years they've gone on without even considering the nutrition, mm-hmm. but once they do consider it, mm-hmm. it makes drastic changes mm-hmm. in their pain levels. You know, so if you're wondering how it works, check out Madeline's story on our website. It's weightandwellness.com. Uh, so Madeline got rid of the back pain that had plagued her for 30 years with her nutrition. And I think it was kind of like a last resort she it finally was. fell into. So so if you have questions about metabolism today, give us a call in studio, 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. A wise doctor once said, today you are you. That's truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. The doctor in question was Dr. Seuss, and I bet he would like the attitude and approach they use at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. For more than 25 years, the licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have worked one-on-one with clients. Because they know no one is youer than you, they will come up with an individualized eating plan that addresses your needs, your body, your health concerns. Because they use research-based knowledge, and because they care, they can guide you to be the best, healthiest, most energetic you you can be. Come into one of their Twin Cities-based office locations for a consultation or schedule a counseling session over the phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Call them at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Or go to weightandwellness.com. 
They will get results for you. It's true. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has offices in St. Paul, Wayzata, North Oaks, Lakeville, and Maple Grove. Call them today at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, in September, which is right around the corner. So sad. The fair will be over <laughs> and the kids will be back in school. Trips to the cabin will be done. Mm-hmm. So it's now to give, it's a time now to give your body some nutritional attention. Yeah, I yeah. think I think uh, the fall and September is kind of one of those seasons where people decide to revamp and make some changes. Even maybe a little bit more than like New Year's. New Year's. Day, you know, yeah. it's like it's, this is a time to, to change. Re- yep. Yes, as the leaves change, so do we. <laughs> <laughs> so our Nutrition for Weight Loss program starts September 16th, 17th, and 18th in all of our locations. So that's a good way to mm-hmm. get recommitted. And we have them in St. Paul, Wyzetta, Maple Grove, Mendota Heights, Lakeville, North Oaks. You know, a location that is very convenient for most people. Um, The eating plan will not only support your energy, but it'll help your moods. It'll help you lose those extra Mm -hmm. pounds. Like, Mm -hmm. you you know, like people lose 37 pounds. Mm -hmm. You had a client that, you know, has already lost. Like 20. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's just beginning. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here's an idea. Make it a girl's night out. Yes. There you go. Do it with a friend. Do it with a mother. Do Mm -hmm. it with your sister. Mm -hmm. Or just make it a date night. Mm-hmm. We have many couples yeah. in our... Yes, we have lots of couples. Yep. So if you want to get healthy again, call 651-699-3438, and we'll be happy to answer any... Any questions. Yep. So before we get back to uh, kind of Jamie's story, we do have a question. Um, so Katie, thank you for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about wheat. Good morning. I do. Um, First of all, I'm a huge fan of your show, and I've learned so much from, from you ladies. Um, Thank currently, you. I, I don't eat any grains. I really mm-hmm. try to follow an anti-inflammatory diet, mm-hmm. and I've been hearing a lot about heritage wheat, and, you know, it's organic, gluten-free. <clears throat> I was just curious on your opinion on heritage wheat and if it impacts blood sugar differently than, you know, traditionally uh, made wheat flowers. Hmm, interesting question. It definitely. I mean, it's still it's still going to be a carbohydrate. Yes. Um, so if you're not a a celiac and you know that you don't have a really strong gluten sensitivity, it's possibly something you could have little bits of. But with yeah. anything, with any kind of grain, as we kind of talk about on the show, or any kind of carbohydrate, definitely best to still keep it limited. Um, so I know I, I if I'm I'm familiar with what you were talking about. Uh, certain people who do have a little bit more of a sensitivity do a little bit better off of a heritage wheat. Uh, right. But still, you know, for most people, best to keep it limited. I think what yeah. you're doing right now and not eating any mm-hmm. grains, you're really focusing mm-hmm. on an anti-inflammatory diet. That's probably how you're going to feel the best. Exactly. So it's why mess? Of, yeah, it's kind of a slippery slope sometimes, <laughs> yeah. honestly, yeah. for some people, depending on what's going on in their system, if they try and add little bits of this or little bits of this, all of a sudden they're into things that they weren't into before. Yeah. And but, their cravings pick up sometimes yeah. and we see kind of an increase in the carbohydrates. Yeah. So, um, but thank you but, for the question. Yeah. Thanks for the question, Katie. Great name. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Yes. Have a great day. So uh, Jamie... 
Yeah. We were going to talk about your metabolism mystery. We are. So my metabolism mystery started in college. Um, You know, freshman year of college, I was feeling great coming out of high school. And as the years kind of moved on, I started to struggle with just lower and lower energy, um, kind of sort of this low-grade depression sitting in, foggy thinking, having troubles studying in school and just like performing, um, and a slower metabolism. So obviously these are not great symptoms for right. a college student mm-hmm. who is also running cross country and track. Got so trying to maintain plate. those things um, academically and physically, I was kind of starting to fall apart. Um, so after trips to many different doctors, um, it took a few years and we hear a lot of people have this trouble with their metabolism. It takes them so long to figure out what's going on. Um, but after many different doctors, I finally was diagnosed with a thyroid condition um, that was how I dis- that is when I discovered how important nutrition is to support and actually heal your mm-hmm. thyroid. Oh, that's when you got involved in the whole yes. nutrition thing. Yep. Okay. So, but it was it was so frustrating to just have my metabolism just kind of shut down yeah. as being this active person. And as Katie and Dar can see here, I'm not very tall. No, so, you're not. <laughs> um, Ten to twenty pounds on a little body like mine makes a really big difference. It sure. can be really frustrating. Sure. So, Jamie, you actually had hypothyroid, right? Yes. And you actually have more than just a hypothyroid. Mm-hmm. You have something that's called Hashimoto's I disease. I do. I do. That's kind of yes. a funny word, Hashimoto's. Um, but Hashimoto's is an autoimmune thyroid condition. Yep. Um, and it gets its name because it was named after a Japanese researcher, Dr. Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. And he discovered that when this thyroid gland actually gets inflamed, it's not working properly. Mm-hmm. So it's not making the right amount of hormones we need to support not only our metabolism, but our energy, things like our hair, our skin mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, things that people will recognize. Yep. So, Jamie, how did you get your thyroid to work again, and what was the nutrition connection for you? Yeah, so I found that my Hashimoto, for my Hashimoto's disease, I had to change my diet. Yep. Um, when I ate things like gluten grains, my thyroid would become inflamed, yep. and I would notice symptoms start to flare up. Um, because I already had some intestinal damage from eating processed food and eating a lot of gluten in college, um, I developed a secondary sensitivity to a dairy protein called casein. And we see that quite a bit. Yeah. It's, you know, with people who do have some of these autoimmune conditions, Mm -hmm. um, when they have that gluten sensitivity, they have to remove the gluten, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of quickly followed by, uh, you know, a casein sensitivity or a milk sensitivity. So. Yeah, and that's because that, that gluten can really damage those things called villi in yep. our intestines. And those are what help us to digest other foods like casein, and that will make it more difficult. So for me, when I removed both gluten and dairy from my diet, uh, my inflammation went down. I started to notice symptoms go away. <clears throat> and I had my antibodies finally were starting to come down. And then slowly my thyroid has started to work much better. I bet you thought that was so interesting when you started to make those connections. Yeah, it was. And it's empowering, too, Mm -hmm. to know that you can affect your disease. I think sometimes we think we're plagued with something and only a medication can fix it. But it's empowering to know that I can make a choice every day to choose things that are either going to hurt or support my thyroid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we aren't always destined to some of these diseases. We can certainly affect it by what? By our nutrition. You know, maybe, Jamie, just share with people what you were eating as a college student, you know, compared to maybe what you eat now, you know, just even if you just share a lunch or a breakfast. Yeah, Yeah, well, I went into college, I mean, knowing a lot, I was listening to Dishing Up Nutrition a little bit here and there. My mother-in-law was a big fan in high school, so I knew a lot of this, but Mm -hmm. as I was getting intestinal damage, I didn't crave the right things anymore. I was craving things like sugar, cereal, 
I could, you know, most college students can relate. They could probably <clears throat> eat a whole box of cereal yeah, in yeah, one night yes. because it's just, it's so addicting. And so mm-hmm. for breakfast, I would eat cereal yep. with almond milk because I thought that was my healthy choice, right? Yes. So that cereal, yes. just carbohydrates, sure. no fat in that almond milk mm-hmm. that people think has fat and no protein. And so I'd crash a little bit later. And sometimes I'd switch to gluten-free cereal thinking that was better. Yeah. And so I was not incorporating enough protein not in my diet. Protein or you know, nourishing foods to support your system. Yeah. So there was actually an interesting study um, from the Department of Medicine at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and it actually found that Hashimoto uh, thyroiditis is more frequent than expected. You know, at one time it was considered uh, a more rare disease, but now the numbers are increasing. So we see this all of the time. Yes, we do. You know, I'm I'm finding with my clients, I don't know if it's just who I'm working with, but I'm finding even more and more yeah. um, throughout the, the past year. I've had more clients that we've discovered some of this Hashimoto's. Yeah, I was just telling Dar, I feel like every other client I have comes in and they have these same kind of like, you know, poor energy, slow mm-hmm. metabolism. Yes. And we send them in to get their thyroid labs tested yes. and mm-hmm. they come back. Yes. with this Hashimoto's diagnosis. Exactly. So, and that's one of the reasons when we're working with clients, we always say a full panel yeah. of thyroid testing, yep. not just one number. Yes, yep. not just one number because, I mean, how often, and we're going to be talking about this, but yeah. we see levels like TSH come back normal, but the yeah. antibodies sky yeah. high. Yep. So so usually we want antibi- antibody levels, and that antibody levels means, you know, how much stuff is attacking your thyroid. Mm-hmm. And so we want that number really low, right, because we don't want a lot of things attacking your your thyroid. So um, we like them to be under 15, mm-hmm. but more ideally, they'd be less than one to really get rid of a lot of these symptoms. But I'm seeing clients with antibodies as high as 200. And I was just just saw a client last week that had antibodies that were over 4,000. I've never heard of such I, a thing. I hadn't either. I honestly haven't either. I've never seen that high of a number. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we know that when there is that much inflammation going on with the thyroid, that our metabolism isn't working. It's kind mm-hmm. of like our metabolism is mm-hmm. on strike and people could be, you know, you know, really sticking in their nutrition programs. Yeah. And um, if that if those antibodies are high, definitely something to get tested, but it will make make that that metabolism slow down yeah. greatly. But we're going to keep this conversation going. It is our second break. Time is flying. Uh, but you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition uh, did you realize almost 80,000 people per year are treated in emergency rooms because they have taken too much acetaminophen, other, otherwise known as Tylenol? And I thought everybody, most people think that that's, uh, you know, completely yeah. safe. fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, sadly, this drug is the most common cause of liver failure in this country. That's, um, that is amazing. That I is, don't think many people I don't, know that. No. You know, what are the, you know, the question that we would be asking, what are some other options for pain management without the dangerous side effects? So when we come back from break, Jamie will share several options. And if you have any questions about metabolism, give us a call, 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before break, Katie explained just how dangerous taking excess excess of acetaminophen, also known as Tylenol, can be. So what can we take that would be a safer option? One thing we could do is take try taking omega-3 fish oils. Mm-hmm. This is a great anti-inflammatory. And usually taking around three to 4,000 milligrams will really help calm down generalized inflammation. You know, I... 
my grandma probably a couple months ago had called me and she she was saying how her joints were really aching because mm-hmm. actually she ate something that contained more of the gluten and she didn't realize it yeah and she said oh my joints are aching what can i do um and i said hey grandma you know just take a you know take a few fish oil and mm-hmm. so she took a few fish oil went down for a nap and she woke up and called me and was she she kind of thought it was amazing how much it had helped reduce the inflammation in her joints yeah so, so did she take two or three and she took was... three yeah three? she okay. took three yep so and she took a nap <laughs> and cured the pain <laughs> So another idea as far as reducing the inflammation is stop eating sugar Mm -hmm. and even stop eating grains. And basically that will reduce your body's inflammation response. Yes. You know? Yep. Another thing you could try is a a great supplement called Caprex. Uh, This is made from an ingredient in hops, rosemary leaf Mm -hmm. extract, and olive leaf extract. So some unique ingredients in there, but... Taking two to four of those could be really beneficial for people that have a lot of kind of aches and pains. Yes, yeah. And, you know, one of my favorite ones, and people hear me talk about this all the time, is magnesium glycinate. Mm -hmm. You know, 400 to 600 milligrams will really help. It helps avoid muscle cramps Mm -hmm. and muscle spasms. Yeah. And I think one of the best things you could do would be to work with a nutritionist Mm -hmm. because... They can help you design an anti-inflammatory eating plan. It's it's all about yes. the food, we like it to really say, you is. know. A lot of the things that you're putting in your body could be causing inflammation. So, well, in the care of a nutritionist, um, they may recommend other supplements too, such as bromelain, Botswana, Vitalzyme, something called Ultra H3. They may find these really effective in reducing pain as well. And everyone needs something different. Yes. And so we really yep. have to listen and yes. figure yes. out what's going to be- work best for a client. Yeah, because we'll talk about some of these things on, on air um, but again, everyone is so individualized yeah. and we can make a better judgment yeah. when we're actually working with someone. So, so I know we, we've got yeah, a few callers, yes, right? Yes, we do. So let's... Before we get into the topic, we'll take a few callers here. So, uh, Pamela, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us today about antibodies and inflammation. Yes, I do. And thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you go in and if your antibody number is high, does it mean there is, you know, definitely inflammation and my second question is, um, can you go in and just have a request made, like, I want to know my antibody number and what should it be? So, Jamie, go ahead, and you've been through this so yeah. many times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Answer that. And you can. So that to answer your first question, one, those antibodies are high. Like we said, that antibody means you've got, you know, some foreign things that are now attacking your thyroid. So anytime that number is above, you know, like we said, above one, that means you've got some inflammation going on, and that means you're... Um, your thyroid isn't working quite right. So, and the second part is, I think, I think, you know, not working quite right. Sometimes yeah. it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it overworks and sometimes yep. it underworks. Kind of flips back it's and just forth. Back, it yes. does. And so, yeah. And Hashimoto's is like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have symptoms of, you know, maybe a really overactive thyroid mm-hmm. and then a really low thyroid. So it can be a tricky mm-hmm. um, disease to work with. So we really recommend you work with a nutritionist mm-hmm. on this. Because yeah. um, you really have to be careful with you your eating plan. Yeah, and you have to be careful. There's a lot of information out there on what to do for Hashimoto's, some good, some bad. Yeah. So we'd yes. love to help anyone out who's got these antibodies. So so it, can I just ask one more question? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you have high antibodies, does this necessarily mean there's something going on with your thyroid? Could your thyroid be functioning perfectly and it's your antibodies are up for other reasons? No, so these antibodies, that, so it's not a general antibody. You, you would test something called TPO or TBG. Those are 
fancy names for those are the things that would be attacking your thyroid. So those are specific to your thyroid gland. So if those are raised, we know that you do have antibodies attacking your thyroid. Okay. And the second part is that, you know, you have to go in and you kind of have to request what we call a full thyroid panel. Yes. And so that means your TSH, that means doing a free T3, Mm -hmm. a free T4, and then those antibodies we talked about. It's called TPO and TBG. And sometimes doctors are a little bit reluctant to test those. So Mm -hmm. that client I talked about earlier that had antibodies over 4,000, it took her three times at her doctor to get them to test them, right? Mm -hmm. And then they come back with these crazy high 4,000 numbers. So you have to be an advocate for your health. And Mm -hmm. if you think this is what's going on, and if, if you're working with a nutritionist and they think so, then we really need to try to advocate to get those tested. Yes, right. absolutely. So sometimes you do have to push a little bit, but... Okay, so the antibody is different from the... Um, PSH. The PSH, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So Good question, though. Great Very questions, good. A lot Pamela. of people have that those same questions. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great day. You too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... So, well, let's get back um, into what we were discussing before. We were talking about, you know, kind of fishtailing here off of what Pamela was saying. When we have a lot of inflammation, our thyroid is not working, and essentially our metabolism is on strike. Yep. It's a sit-down strike. It is. It's not going to (laughs) work. And So it's important to find those things that are inflaming our thyroid and remove them. So certain foods like gluten grains, dairy, soy, and even eggs can be something. Even eggs can be a problem. So, But it is important for people with hypothyroid conditions to realize as they remove the processed carbohydrates containing gluten grains... They also need to support their thyroid with more animal protein. Yep. So this is a multifaceted approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, meat contains an amino acid called tyrosine. Uh, and tyrosine actually helps to make the thyroid hormones uh, and reduce inflammation. You know, I, I almost think of in relation to protein in the thyroid, I almost think of protein as the energizer bunny yeah. Yeah. for the thyroid. We yeah. have to be eating enough protein to make yeah those hormones. Yeah. And so to help my thyroid, I try to eat at least four ounces of protein with each meal and try to get two to three Mm -hmm. ounces of this animal protein in at snacks as well. Yeah. Katie. Yeah. Should we take on another caller? We sure Uh, could. We could. Um, we, Harry, thank you for calling dishing up nutrition. Do you have a question for us? Good morning. Harry. Turn off your radio. He's driving. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Harry, hi, Harry. <laughs> we can hear. Hi, you kind of fooled me there. I thought you were going to talk longer about the uh, thyroid. Yes. Yeah, so you have a question about vertigo. I do. Uh, we have a sister-in-law down in Dallas who has been suffering with thyroid for many years, and it's really flared up on her recently. And we're just wondering if you've ever worked with somebody with vertigo and have any answers for that problem. Oh, we have worked with lots of people with vertical, and there's ve- there's lots of different answers. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have a personal story. Uh, mm-hmm. I had uh, probably about 30 years ago, I had serious, serious vertigo. And finally, after testing and going to many, many different specialists mm-hmm. for 10 years, I finally got the message that I was allergic to shrimp. And I had yes. loved shrimp. Oh, yes. And and so I stopped eating shrimp and mm-hmm. virtually I've never had another uh, attack. So there's many different possibilities when yes. we look at food. Sometimes it's a food sensitivity. Sometimes sure. it's something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think as nutritionists, we would work with people and eliminate all the possibilities. 
and see if we can get rid of the vertigo. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that, that's good news. Uh, and, you know, the other good news was today that you mentioned that you do Skype. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I think you should talk about that more often so people that are uh, here about you from long ways away that maybe can't get into easily would uh, know you do Skype. Yep. That's, yeah. I yeah. Both, both Katie and Jamie would be great people for your sister-in-law to call because, yeah. you know, they could help her. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, but I, thanks. That's a good suggestion. Try to remember to mention Skype more often. <laughs> yes. We'll put that in the notes. Thank you so much, Harry. <laughs> and we really like your show. We listen to it every Saturday that we can. Thank you so much, so much and keep it up. Thank yes. You. Thank thanks, you. Harry. Great calls today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of Skype, I, you know, I even have clients in Australia. I do too. I have two in do Australia. You, <laughs> yeah. So I used to, I went to, I studied abroad in Australia for about six months and it was, it's fun to hear the accent yeah. again. Kind of, oh, <laughs> just, just talk Brings for a back. little bit. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, it's time for our very, our third break. Uh, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. And if you are struggling with your metabolism, you know, let me recommend tuning in to Dishing Up Nutrition next Saturday as Kara uh, and Nell share Nell's 90-pound weight loss journey. So it'll be fun. It's going to be inspiring, and it's really going to be an eye-opening show. It, yes, yeah. it's going to be great. Yes, so. it'll be so fun. So we'll be right back. I can't stop with one. Are you a person that can't stop with one, one cookie, one brownie, one bowl of cereal? Does out-of-control eating leave you bloated and frustrated, feeling unworthy and embarrassed? You may say to yourself, why can't I control my food when my relationships are fine, my job is great, and I'm not worrying about money? How could I get my eating and weight under control when I continue to overeat? Nutritional Weight and Wellness understands that compulsive eating is not a character defect or an emotional problem. It is a chemical imbalance that can be corrected. If you need help getting your eating under control, schedule a private consultation with a caring, knowledgeable nutritionist. You may be surprised that when you follow a plan that balances your biochemistry, you no longer eat compulsively. Call Nutritional Weight and Wellness today at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to schedule an appointment at an office convenient for you or arrange a phone consultation. Learn how nutrition can be your solution for compulsive eating. That's weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, as a past elementary teacher, I always feel that September is a time of recommitment to my life goals. Mm -hmm. And like we were talking about that earlier in the show. And I think my goals often echo many of yours. You know, what are some of those? Yes. Eat better. Maybe we exercise more. Yes. Exercise more. And Maybe. mine is work less. Yes. Yeah. And play, play more. more. Yeah, yes. I'm really working on that one. <laughs> That's good. Then I always ask myself, well, okay, why are you wanting to do this? Mm-hmm. And the answer, you know, because I want to set these goals to feel the best I can possibly feel at my age. Yes. You know, I just think there's so much life there's, to be lived. Yes, life is so good. So I have a question for the listeners this mm-hmm. morning. Have you set your goals yet? You know, if you have, we have classes available to help you achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a great, if you've got pain and inflammation, we've got a great pain and inflammation class. Yes. And, of course, we've got our nutrition for weight loss yes. classes. We've got our weight and wellness classes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These all help you achieve the ones that says eat better. Yes. You know, for sure. You know, that don't underestimate the power of goals. We talk about goals in Nutrition for Weight Loss every week, you know, kind of focusing on our success and focusing on our goals. And 
they're kind of a driving force for us. If we know what, what it is that we want for ourselves, it helps mm-hmm. pull us in that direction. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, Katie, we have to know what we want. Yes. It helps Otherwise, in that day-to-day struggle. Yes, yes. And you're it's like, kind what of moving I, towards something. Yeah. Vision. Vision mm-hmm. is important. Um, you know, so before we went to break, we were talking about how to support our thyroid. Um, and Jamie was kind of saying she eats about four ounces yep. of the proteins at the meals, mm-hmm. two to three ounces at her snacks. Um, you know, but sometimes people are making the thyroid hormone called T4, but the other part of the thyroid really can't use it so well. So we feel a little tired and we feel maybe spacey. Maybe we just have a slow metabolism. You know, kind of it's like throwing a snowball of light, fluffy snow. It falls apart before it even gets to the target. Mm-hmm. You know, so that T4 thyroid hormone, it doesn't get to the to the T3 target mm-hmm. or receptor. Um, and your metabolism and energy are just moving in slow motion. <laughs> you know, we really need some real special and important nutrients to help the receptors kind of open <clears throat> up their doors to allow the T4 to go in. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we need sufficient zinc. Zinc is very important. And a lot of people are deficient in zinc. I think like, you know, I know kids, 73% of kids are deficient in zinc and about the same number for adults. So I usually recommend about 50 milligrams of zinc. Mm -hmm. And that also helps our immune system. And interestingly, it reduces our cravings for sugar after After a a meal. meal. You know, simple mineral. For those people who feel like a meal is not complete Mm -hmm. unless they have a little sweet, zinc can help that. Yes. We also need selenium to help with the conversion of that T4 to the T3. And we talked about that T3 is what's actually active. That's what's kicking our metabolism mm-hmm. into gear. Yeah. So getting around, like, we need at least 200 micrograms of that zinc, and that would mm-hmm. be perfect. You can actually just get this in eating, like, three or four Brazil nuts yeah. a day. So Easy. I do that every morning. Yes, there you go. Um, you know, that's the, that's the biggest piece of it is the conversion to the, yep. the active form T3. Yep. And, and lack of selenium is actually very inflammatory mm-hmm. for the thyroid. Um, so it, actually selenium helps to reduce the antibodies. It for certain people. So it's beneficial for someone with a Hashimoto's. Exactly. And you it's know, very important for men with prostate issues. Yes. I was just reading research about that last mm-hmm. night. So mm-hmm. important. Um, you know, we also need to eat healthy fats. So healthy fats would be the olive oils and the real butter and the nuts and the seeds and avocados and olives. But we have to be careful of trans fats and refined oils yes. because they block receptors. Mm-hmm. Yes, those so are the damaged oils. Get rid of the margarine. Get rid of the Crisco, the soybean oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the refined canola oil. And look at the muffins and crackers because most of them have partially hydrogenated yes. fat. Yes. Any, <clears throat> anything commercial usually has partially hydrogenated fat. Yes. Or some type of refined oil. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so we need to pull out those damaged oils that mm-hmm. Dara just said, and then we need to add in some essential fatty acids. One in particular is called GLA. This actually helps to hydrate those receptor sites so the hormone can better bind to your cells, and then you're, you're starting to feel better. Yes. So the, ideally, when we make T4 and convert it <clears throat> excuse me, to T3, our metabolism turns on and burns fat. And so, that's another solution. Another the solution. Metal, the metal, metabolism metal, mystery. mystery. <laughs> yes. I knew I'd mess up on that one. <laughs> we were talking about before. Metabolism mystery. Kind of like a tongue twister. Um, you know, so we have two puzzle pieces kind of slid into place to solve the metabolism mystery. Um, but do we have another one that we want to talk about? There are so many pieces to the puzzle. Yes. But I think with all the research about intestinal health and metabolism, 
that's been in the media recently. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about how your gut affects your metabolism. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a new thought for a lot of people. But, you know, we actually have been teaching about this topic for 20 years. Yes. And then suddenly the research is catching up with it. Yeah. Most people, yeah, probably wouldn't think, oh, my metabolism can be affected by my, my gut mm-hmm. or my digestive system. But definitely the research is backing this up. Um, I don't think people even realize that our bodies are covered both inside and outside with bacteria. Yeah, lots of bacteria. I remember <laughs> this discussion in anatomy class in college, and I was a little squeamed out by this <laughs> topic. Uh, we won't worry about the bacteria that are on the outside, only the bacteria that are in our digestive systems. Yep. And, you know, really, this is so important. We are more... We are more bacterial cells in our in our body than we are human cells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So trillion, we have like 100 trillion uh, different bacterial cells. So We do. And so how do these bacteria affect our metabolism? These bacteria are what actually help us to digest food and use those nutrients from mm-hmm. it. So kind of think about this. As babies, our digestive system gets some important bacteria when we pass through the birth canal and later when we are breastfed. Mm-hmm. The breast milk contains bifidobacteria. The beneficial bacteria that makes up about 70% of all bacteria in the small intestinal tract. Yes. And that's where we break down and digest our foods. Yes, Mm -hmm. and, you know, make certain nutrients. You know, bifidobacteria, again, helps us digest our foods so we have sufficient nutrients to support our metabolism. You know, if we're not digesting, Mm -hmm. breaking down, and absorbing our food, you know, we're not getting those crucial nutrients that we're talking about to even, you know, even help our thyroid. And I find a lot of clients who've been on several rounds of antibiotics, which go in and wipe out all that good bacteria, have more intense sugar cravings and a slower metabolism. So I know that there was a lady that called in that has a lot of sugar cravings. Yes. So a couple of things that we might suggest to her is start taking bifidobacteria. Mm -hmm. Throughout the day. Throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And also zinc. Zinc. A couple of important nutrients. And of course, eating more protein, like you would say, Jamie. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, for for that gal, too, we know that glutamine, adding in a little glutamine with your bifido is very mm-hmm. helpful in reducing sugar cravings. So, you know, so, yeah, talking about those antibiotics, um, we know that they did kill the bad bacteria. Mm-hmm. But, of course, they also killed the good bacteria that had been helping with digestion. Yep. So when we kill off the good bacteria, we notice that clients experience gas and maybe some bloating. And some diarrhea or constipation. Sugar and bread cravings. Yes. You know, maybe they experience low moods. A lot of times we see a lack of energy, too. Yeah, absolutely. And they they complain, you know, I've started to gain weight by just looking at food. Right, yeah. right. And, mm-hmm. you know, they might laugh about it, but they that's how they feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting other thing about the gut, right, is that we, we actually convert some of our thyroid hormone in our digestive yep, system. So that T4 converts to T3 in our digestive system. Yes. So without enough of that bacteria, we might not be making as much. Yeah. Slower so, metabolism. So the it all gut. goes together, doesn't it? it Round does. and around. Yes, the gut can be connected to the thyroid. Who would have Who would have thought it? So try taking bifidobacteria three times a day before meals. And we see this helps our clients start to lose weight a lot easier as well. Absolutely. And help with those cravings. Yep. Then it's going to help... <clears throat> help have less gas, they'll have less bloating. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, people feel like they want to lose weight, but yeah. some of it's even just coming from the fact that they feel so bloated, mm-hmm. maybe without even realizing that that's actually what they're experiencing. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll ask clients, you know, are, well, do you feel bloated? And they'll kind of look at me and I, 
I don't they don't really know, know until I it's think gone. Until it's gone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the bifido helps us digest and helps even relieve gas and bloating. So then they have more energy. Yes, they so they feel better. And those more. cravings start to diminish. Yes, you know it is really so simple. Um, bifido balance that bacteria. It rebalances the intestinal tract, just like a baby that is receiving breast milk. So everything starts to work again. So it's just it's really. It's amazing how all of these different things that we're talking about can be affecting the um, the metabolism. So, you know, today we talked about we talked about the thyroid, yeah, right? right? We talked about how we need to be eating sufficient protein to mm-hmm. support our thyroid. Mm-hmm. If you are having some of those symptoms, whether it's slow metabolism, yeah. um, like Jamie, you were talking low energy, about low energy, kind of like a depression that has just kind of mm-hmm. settled in your life. Yeah, that might be a good indication to maybe going to your doctor and asking for your thyroid hormones and the mm-hmm. thyroid antibodies. So yeah. I think we covered a lot of good information yeah. today. Good information today. Jamie, great job. Jamie, thank, thank you. you. So thank great to have on. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.